0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Mortgage Minute. I'm your host, Doug Kraus, Physician Loan Specialist with BMO Harris Bank. You can reach me at 816-728-3631, text me there, or go to my landing page at com, which also has a link to request a copy of my book. Hey, today I wanted to give you a quick overview of the difference between getting pre-qualified and pre-approved. So Generally speaking, when you go to look at a house, your realtor wants you to have a letter to offer a seller before they want to take you out shopping for houses. One, it's a good idea to make sure that you can afford what you're looking at. And two, it's a terrible feeling if you go out and look at $800,000 houses only to find out you can only afford six hundred. It's much better to go the other direction and look at nicer houses later versus go out and fall in love with a more expensive house later to find out that's outside your budget. But back to my original topic, pre prequal letter is what 90% of the country uses and generally speaking that would be you fill out an application, credit's pulled a hard credit check and maybe you don't supply the pay stubs, tax returns, the asset statements. Some lenders will take that at face value that what you said is what they're going to get versus Others still want to verify all of that, but the pre-qualification stops at my level, meaning comes to the loan officer, we review credit. Again, review the assets and income if you provide them. If you don't, we take the application at you know what you put on it, and then make the basis of what your debt to income ratio looks like, review the credit to make sure it meets the criteria, make sure you check all the boxes. Again, 90% of the country, that's good enough couple of the markets that generally won't take something like that is California. And I'm seeing a little bit more in Washington, but as a rule, that's what most people are looking for. Pre-approval, that one is substantially more in depth. It's collected everything. It's basically a full loan approval subject to having a purchase contract, which then is needed to order the appraisal Order the title work and get homeowners insurance. Beyond that, everything else is collected. It's sent to underwriting. They review it, sign off on it. That process probably at most banks takes around a week. Whereas a pre-qual, you know, if you apply in the morning, we're giving you a pre-qual letter the same day. Or if you apply in the evening, we're giving it to you next morning. So both of them are the same process. Pre-approvals just basically taking it one step further, putting it in front of an underwriter and it probably could shortcut your closing timeframe by potentially up to a week. And that's just basically because you've already done your part and provided everything throughout the process where a prequal, you may or may not have provided that. It also hasn't gotten in line and you know, it might be a week to sit in the underwriter's queue. It only takes them a day to review it, but it might be a week before they get to it. So that's the savings you're going to get you're still going to be a timeline dictated by your appraisal so even if you're fully pre-approved you still can't close in you know a week and a half because you're going to be waiting on an appraisal which generally speaking takes 1 to 3 weeks and most lenders roughly a week after they get the appraisal for a closing so can't speak for everybody but as a rule pre-approved fully pre-approved loan you can roughly close in around 3 weeks And then a pre qualified loan, more like 30 days. One thing I would say as realtors are writing either, I just keep getting realtors pushing the limits of, you know, hey, can I get a loan contingency in 10 days or can get an appraisal contingency in seven days? There's really no need for them to cut corners and they're trying to make your offer look better, but it's just making it stressful for everybody because whenever you put unrealistic expectations for dates and they don't happen, you've now put yourself at risk of being out of compliance on your contract. So if you're writing an offer, you know, my opinion is give the appraisal at least two weeks and then give loan contingency at least three weeks. That way, if you're closing on a 30-day contract, it's not rush in, I need to have all this done. And when it doesn't happen, then everybody's having to go back and amend the contract. And that's everybody just chasing their tail to make that happen. And then you still need the agreement of the seller that they're going to give you that. So probably will, but you know, if something happened in the meantime, maybe they decided they underpriced and sold it too low or somebody else came along with a backup offer. They don't want to extend the contingencies for you Now you're stuck saying, okay, you know, I'm going to close regardless and you just put your earnest money at risk. So try and keep the realtor's expectations reasonable. And again, I know they're trying to win deals for you and trying to make your offer look as good as possible, but sometimes that's not in your best interest just because it's putting you in a bad situation in two weeks or 10 days or seven days, whatever they wrote as well as potentially putting your earnest money at risk. So, hey, this is this week's Mortgage Minute. Again, my name's Doug Krause. You can find me on my landing page, DougKrause.com. Feel free to reach out. If you have any questions I could help or on that landing page, again, request a copy of my book. We mail out free copies on a weekly basis. Thanks for listening.